Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't shabu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to episode number two of Sit Down, Be Hungry. In this episode, we recap Dine Peace's trip to Las Vegas. I talk about my trip to San Diego and Tijuana, and we got some juicy bits for you, and a fresh new sauce on you that may end friendships. Episode two, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Hold up, bitch. Sit down. Be hungry. Be hungry. Hey listeners, what's tasty? Welcome to episode two of Sit Down, Be Hungry. I'm Chavid Dang. This is Dine Peace. And man, thanks so much for all the response that we got from the grand opening last week, or soft opening, I should say. Yo, over a thousand listens. That's insane. Thank you guys so much. Not sure how many of those are repeat listens, but doesn't matter. We're happy as hell. Yeah. And you guys gave us a lot of good discussion for our saucing on you last week. Yeah. It ended up becoming a big debate. Maybe some friendships were lost. Some group chats were blown up. Yeah. And then Twitter was blowing up. It was amazing. I heard you went to Vegas this weekend. It was more than just a weekend. It was for five days. Man, you're you got you're a little bit under the weather, but you're here and you're killing it already. Yeah, five days in Vegas is a long time to be in a hotel, recycled air, hot and cold weather. I'm pretty sick, and I also think you know, in my mid thirties, it just Vegas is doesn't work for me anymore. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been in quite a while, but I can only imagine. But uh, you probably ate some great things when you were down there. Yeah, so I, I know we mentioned it um, in last week's podcast. Uh, so I was super excited for Nobu, and then Bacchanal was uh, one of our dinners for my team. And um, Bacchanal's great, it's a good buffet, uh, but Nobu, it never disappoints and it's great. And I was happy that my whole entire team really loved it. I mentioned that they were a little nervous about what they were gonna eat. And fortunately, everyone ate everything. Some people had to close their eyes, but they ate it. and. They were like, wow, this is really good. Hey, whatever gets them to try it. Yep. I, I've never been to Nobu, but I'm, I'm very familiar with seeing it in popular culture, especially in some uh, songs here and there by some artists we admire. Yeah, shout out to YG and Future. Nobu, 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 Nobu. So it ended up being about 200 a person, which is a lot of money, but it wasn't me paying for it. So that made it even taste better. (laughs) Uh, But that was for the meal and drinks. And then after the omakase, um, we opted for more sushi at the end, which was was not necessary. What were some of the highlights? So Nobu is famous for this miso glazed cod. And it's really amazing. It's fish that tastes like butter in your mouth. It's like sweet and salty butter in your mouth. I mean, I'm very familiar with cod from, you know, like a good fish and chip. And I've maybe had it in some hot pots and stuff from other dishes, but I've never had this cod, so. Yeah, so cod is usually like a really light, flaky white fish. But when you marinate it long enough, it attracts any flavor that you marinate it in. When Trevor and I do it for a Shemudo, we usually marinate the cod for about three days. Mm-hmm. And then we braise it and um, it attracts so much flavor. It's crazy. So I'm assuming that's how Nobu does it here as well. Um, so it's had its, it's had its kind of its influence in kind of modern, modern cuisine, I guess. Yeah, I remember reading somewhere that because of that dish, it took global dining to the next level. I mean, Nobu's at how many restaurants? I think it it was 32. 32. Um, Definitely has a huge celebrity following. Was it mainly seafood? Like, was it primarily? Mostly seafood. And at the end was um, a Wagyu tenderloin with miso butter. And that was really good because the meat was usually tenderloin. 
Even though it's called tenderloin, it's not usually that tender. It's not the best cut of meat. Well, even Wagyu, it's I, I, you get that high-end connotation from it, but um, it's not Kobe. Exactly. But it's still pretty close. But I think like for the way they prepared it, it was still super tender. It was really delicious. And it was funny because one of the servers, his voice was very soft-spoken. And so when he was dropping off the dishes and he would like give a spiel about it, it oh, was really- I love really, that at fancy restaurants. It was really- fast and quiet and so as soon as he left everyone was like Anne what did he say <laughs> and I was like it's blah 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 and they were like what the hell how did you know that I was like like well, I know what mushroom that is it's a shiitake yeah <laughs> and so that was pretty cool and they were just like really impressed and they're like god we can never stump you when it comes to <laughs> and you're like that's why I have a podcast exactly <laughs> one of my favorite things I ate is still the nobu meal or is this something else you had there yeah nobu part of the nobu meal it was um it was salmon, like a salmon carpaccio, and it was a, it was like a super light yuzu soy with a little bit of thinly shaved peppers. And on the side was a, it was a sashimi with a similar sauce of uh, scallops. Ooh. It was super thin, so it was just, it was really good. That was probably one of my favorite dishes. Of Better the than the cod? Did you order the famous cod? The cod was part of the, um, the oh, meal. Okay. Yeah, so that was really good. The funny part is the next night, our company had um, booked out towel and they had hors d'oeuvres being walked around and they had a similar dish. Mm -hmm. Same cod on a skewer, but it just wasn't cooked nearly as well. It was it a was, Nobu though. It was a Nobu cod. It was good. It was definitely really good, but it was not like flaky and tender like the Nobu one. And so Nobu cod is definitely the best cod I've ever had. Speaking about cod or what may or may not be cod, word on the street is you have this McDonald's fish and chips hack, which <laughs> I know nothing about, but I, I want to get filled in right now. So I only learned about this hack a few months ago, and this was at Pops Bar at the monthly. Oh, shout out to Cuffin. Yeah, Cuffin where, where SF. Where you play. So our producer me, Flan Reyes plays. Our producer Flan Reyes and our friend uh, Boogie Brown, we have a monthly at Pops called Cuffin every fourth Friday. So come by if you're down for past, present, future R&B. But uh, a couple cuffins ago, I don't know how it even started, but I think one of our friends were like, man, I'm really hungry. And then the other person's like, I can really go for McDonald's. And I was like, oh, that sounds really good too. And then uh, the friend was like, oh, have you guys ever done a, a filet of fish and get two hash browns instead of bread? Oh, that's how it is? That's, yeah. That's the hack? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what I was expecting. So wait, do you just ask for the filet of fish and are like, instead of bread, can I get two hash browns? I just say, can I get a filet of fish and, and two, get two hash browns? So you doctor it yourself afterwards? Yeah. Because I feel like or, the, tru yeah, the guess, true hack is like if you ask them and they're well, like, Well, I just tell them no bread. Oh. Just I just tell them no bread because I still want the cheese and I still want the tartar. Yeah. Which needs to stick to something besides just that fish patty. Yeah. Or, or if it's fish, how yeah. much of fish that actually is. Yeah, and the McDonald's hash browns is the best. <laughs> it's so good. Or you could get ultimate potato carb thing and get that and fries. That's too much. I don't know. I'd, I'd need to find out. I mean, out I really myself. like McDonald's fries. They're really good. I really love potatoes. I so don't I don't know if it's necessarily a hack, but it's a really good option at McDonald's. I and think it's more ingenuity than a yeah. hack because if we're talking about fast food menu hacks, you think about like animal style, which is no longer really like a, you know, it's not a secret anymore. True. Like it shows up on the cash register when you put it in now. Like yeah, it's, it's not, not a, a secret, but I think that was one of the first pioneering items that people were like, oh, I can do something different that's not directly written down here. Yeah. And you know, it's led to other spinoffs of that, but. I think I'm one of the few people that even order fish fillets. <laughs> I did when I went there. To be honest, I haven't had McDonald's since I was maybe like 12 or 13, but that was one of my go-tos as well too. I remember being little, I could put down two filet fish sandwiches. That's how much of a fat kid I used to be. 
I even have an Instagram dedicated to fish fillets. I don't think you know about it. I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm taken back right now. I have a, I haven't updated it in a while, but it's called fucked fillet. <laughs> Instead of the U, it's a V. Uh huh. Because I don't want that's classy. it to be. That's classy. That's classy. Yeah. Because <laughs> for a while, I kept on getting fillet of fishes that were messed up when it came to me. Oh, like like the, the alignment was off and the, like the, the construction. Is, like, like. Like when you say the cheese on the side, this thing I was see. literally on the side. <laughs> I've seen, I, I understand what you mean because I've seen other photos of said filet fishes like this. Um, I haven't seen yours in particular because this Instagram you have is very surprising to me, but I'll have to check that out after <laughs> we're done with this. I should update it. But like sometimes I'll receive one and like the, the cardboard box has cut off part of my bread. I'm like, man, I can't even take a picture of this. <laughs> but you actually, can, but now I it's can, good for Instagram, but yeah. it's for my fucked filet. <laughs> A lot of seafood for you going on lately because also I was I was out of town this weekend and a little bummed I was missing some of the festivities but you also had something going on the other day yeah so we had a out boil for my birthday on Sunday uh, super fun we were also calling it amp over because we didn't go to the do over instead well and you were still recovering getting back in Vegas right yes yes it was a lot of sleepless nights for a while but um, yeah amp boil is super fun I try to host one every year at my house and uh, I basically do a version of the boiling crab or like a Louisiana style crab boil. Mm. Um, and I just ask everyone to bring a pound or two of whatever um, they want me to cook and I'll throw it in the sauce. Sauce. Yeah, so it's a lot of... So people are coming to get lost in the sauce. Yeah, it's a lot of calories. <laughs> it's a lot of seasoning. Could stain That's what your we live. That's could, what we live for. Could stain your clothes. Battle scars. Yeah. Battle scars. Uh, hot links and corn and then whatever seafood. So yeah, people people showed up and they brought good things. Like we had definitely a lot of shrimp with the head on. Which which for foodies that know what's up, you gotta suck those heads. Yeah, you gotta suck the heads of those of those. Whatever puns come with that doesn't matter. If you know, you know. <laughs> That's the best part. Um, we had some we had some crabs, some mussels, uh, clams. Trevor brought some spot prawns. We didn't throw that in the in the pot. We just ate those raw. Ooh, that sounds even. That was so good. Is that just kind of deflecting how fresh and good they were? Yeah, spot prawns usually you could just eat right yeah. away because oh. they're so sweet. You make me so bummed I missed this. The only thing we didn't do was uh, fry the amabe heads. Uh, yeah, that we sounds... thought about putting them on the grill, but we didn't do that. But yeah, I mean the boil was fun. It's, it's, always... cool you, it's cool you do one because I, I feel like there's not enough good boils out in restaurants here. I know it's bigger in other parts of the country, you know, more coastal towns. But we're a coastal town, but we don't have too many of them out here. Yeah, like all those like the Vietnamese style Louisiana crab boil places, they're all in San Jose. Uh, we had a they, we had one really good one here in San Francisco, but they moved to Oakland. Kick and crab, they're, they're really good. But we don't really have any in San Francisco anymore. Yeah, even even when I was in New Orleans a couple weeks back, um, a lot of spots I went to were seafood centric, but none of them were really like boil centric. And I, I I know if I wanted one, I probably had to go more to the actual coat, like to the swamp, mm -hmm. to the Everglades or the Bayou. But more like in Central New Orleans, there weren't there weren't many of them out there, and I kind of wish I was able to get more. I think in general, it's just a rare type of eating that's so good and so amazing yeah. that it's not it's it's kind of surprising. It's not. I don't more think it has anything evident. to do with seasons or anything, right? Is it laziness? I mean, I feel like that's a big, like, I, you know, you got to get a lot of people. You so gotta the get reason the, why the I do it this way, because it's the easiest way to clean up, because then I just take the four corners of the disposable tablecloth and I throw it away. I, I don't have plates. I don't have anything. I have crab bibs for everyone. I, I can't always wait for it to just be your birthday. I want to go do this <laughs> more often. So Jordan brought this limited edition beer from Modern Times. 
Yeah, shout out to my friend Kevin that works there. It's a really cool looking bottle. Um, can. Oh, you're right, can. <laughs> it's okay, you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you got it in San Diego. Yeah, that's where I was this weekend. Unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, missing your boil. Uh, visiting some friends down there, just eating and drinking some stuff. Because San Diego is, of course, one of the brewery meccas of California. There's like 120 in the city limits alone or in the proper area. So you talked about a lingua torta. Oh. So let's talk that... about it and let's... <laughs> it's a, ta- a torta, not a taco. I said torta, didn't I? Yeah, I know. I was making a bad joke. Oh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you just got, you just got, just it. got it right now. Oh, no. Let's torta about it. <laughs> Uh, so what do you like about lengua? Because lengua is one of my favorite meats. As yeah. Well. So for this particular, <laughs> uh, Flan Reyes is shaking his head right now, which means it's been a good mark of a successful dad joke. <laughs> so shout out to uh, my friends that live down there. My friend Kevin, Esteban, Rachel, went to go visit them. Shout out to them. We went down to Tijuana. And down there, my friend Kevin showed me this really cool food court called Telefonica, where it felt a bit like a food truck kind of food stall kind of market surrounded by all these cool vendors selling all types of different things. Um, pretty trendy though. Like there was a poke spot there. That's how trendy it was. Hey, they have seafood. Yeah, they have, they have, or we, that's what we're talking about. They have access to really good seafood. But the fact that poke is one of the trendy food dishes these yeah. days that they have it there. But uh, the vendor I went to um, was one called Carmelita. And yeah, I just briefly scanned their menu and I saw Lengua Milanesa Torta. Ooh, what? And Milanesa. I read menus a lot and you get used to scanning a lot of items and the ones that stick out still really stick out. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, what's that? That's, I've never seen that before. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had lengua plenty of times and I'm familiar with milanesa. It's usually like with beef or with veal. It's it's, it's kind of like a breaded cutlass. So were they able to flatten out the lengua? It was still kind of in chunks, but okay. flatten maybe a little bit. Okay. Um, maybe we'll post a photo on the IG later for so folks I, to I, see. I thought milanesa was breaded flattened steak. Yes. So... Because it was multiple pieces, I, I I don't remember from eating it too much and enjoying it if they were multiple flattened pieces or if it was one. But it was breaded, which as much as I love lengua and I eat it a lot, I don't think I've ever had it breaded before. Never. I've never had and, it. And uh, yeah, it was amazing. You know, normal torta stuff. So a little spread of guac, um, some tomatoes, some lettuce. Came with these really good fried potatoes with this garlic aioli. Ooh, yeah. And like a nice palate cleanser some pickled veggies just to give that acidity Mm -hmm. to go with all this fattiness. And if you'll remember for like from last show, I ate so gluttonously in New Orleans and Miami that I've been lightweight trying to be a vegetarian since then. Yeah, what happened to that? Oh, when you see something like that, I don't care. I'm throwing it out the window. I've, I've lightweight kind of been back at it again since then, but this was the one exception where I was like, this looks amazing. I don't care what restrictions I have right now. I'm going for it. (laughs) And it was worth it. It was, I, I think it was the best thing I ate this weekend. I've eaten a lot of tortas and I've eaten a lot of lengua. Rarely do I have them together and rarely are they breaded in this Milanese style. Kind of like a country fried steak battering. Not very airy, flaky batter. It was very thin, uh, dense, but in a good way. It was really good. The bread was toasted lightly. And thanks to the exchange rate and paying in pesos, it was not that pricey. Like US dollars, it was maybe like $8. It's kind of expensive for Mexico. Well, and it was in like a trendier food market as well too. And um, any of the cheaper spots are probably more gonna put in a taco or something, not a not a torta. And it was it was huge at that. I'll, yeah, I might have to put a photo of this on the Instagram. We'll see. But uh, after that, I was able to stay pretty closer to my to my not eating meat kind of a thing. I found a really good uh, Ethiopian market. I think it was in the university. Uh, if any San Diego locals are listening, they might be able to correct me later in the comments. But um, it was called Awash, 
It was one of those where it was more like a supermarket in the front where you could buy random chips or spices for that matter because this was an Ethiopian market or, or just a crappy beer. But then the restaurants in the back. And I knew it was a good sign because you see mainly Ethiopian folks there. They were still able to put out a really good vegan meal that I had with my friends. So it was mainly vegetables, but um, served on like a big platter of the injera bread, which is like this really sour, spongy, tart, tangy, thin bread. It's kind of like it's kind of like a crepe, and I think it's the backbone of Ethiopian cooking because I've had other really good Ethiopian meals, some with veggies, some not, because a lot of other good Ethiopian dishes have like lamb or beef in them. But this one we did all vegan, and just a bunch of little tiny scoops of vegetables done in different ways, whether it was like greens and garlic or like this chickpea kind of a stew or uh some of them i don't even remember what was on them but they give you to this big like pizza pan dish kind of a circle mm -hmm. lined with a bread and there's little scoops of the stuff on top of it and they give you a bunch of extra injera bread so you know you eat with your hands which i think any any type of cuisine that you get to eat, eat with your hands is awesome so you get to like just break off a little piece scoop up what you want and go for it. So like with Ethiopian food, I, I've never had it before. Um, so I imagine, is it a, is it what, a you haven't? No, I've never had oh, it. Oh, we gotta go. I know, living in LA, I would pass little Ethiopia on Fairfax all the time and I just never stopped Man, there. Man, we gotta go, we gotta go do that and then report back to the listeners. I'm, surpri really, I'm actually really surprised right now. Yeah, is it is it mainly a bunch of stews? It was like more like slow cooked. Curries? That kind of vibe, yeah, more, more slow cooked vegetables and um, Anything really sauce-based, we can soap it up with this delicious injera bread. That was like the main concept is because that's your fork and your, that's your, your utensil pretty much. Got it. Okay. You're scooping up whatever with that and you just go for it. And it was filling. Like we got super full after that. That that spongy injera bread, I feel like it expands in your stomach and Probably. <laughs> gets you feeling all kinds of satisfied. But uh, they had a homemade brewed to order ginger tea there. And that kind of saved me at the end of that meal after kind of getting the itis. <laughs> from all these carbs and veggies. That ginger tea saved me after that meal, for sure. So this is the part of the pod we call the juicy bits, where we talk about three current things happening in the food world that we think your belly needs to know about. So no, that we know your belly needs to know about. We know, we know, because we get on the internet. <laughs> so first one I got, the first one I got, people are pissed about paying for this pizza festival in New York. Yeah, basically, people showed up to this event, paid $75. They were so promised, it was promised to be an all day unlimited pizza eating event. They showed up to empty tents with very few boxes of pizza. This looks really sad. I'm looking at these photos. And man, what a waste of money. And those, those poor folks got really scammed. Yeah, I saw those pictures as well. So imagine a slice of pizza that was cut in half and then cut in half again. That's what these that's people- That's no longer a slice of pizza. <laughs> they, that's what they, these people received. So sad. And so early in the event, the people who created the invite posted, you know, they're gonna have to cancel for the rest of the day due to lack of pizza. People came as far from as from DC to go to this. I've done that bus ride. It's like four hours. I, I, wouldn't, mean, I wouldn't go that far for no pizza. I feel like you're a dumb dumb for doing that. <laughs> but it looks like these organizers, they're just, they're just scammers in general. They threw a burger festival that also flopped. Not flipped, I guess, because there's no burger patties there. I think the funniest part about this is that they compared it to the fire festival. <laughs> that was $12,000, not $75. <laughs> Man, that's so sad. That's crazy. I mean, like, first of all, food festivals have never been successful, in my opinion. I've only been to a couple, and 
they've all been disastrous. Or when I'm craving that thing, I don't know if I want to go out to a thing that has just that thing all the time and all the variations of it. I'd rather go out to a spot that I've heard about or something and just go find it on my own. Or, or as a matter of fact, if you're in New York, why do you need a festival to find good pizza? If you're in New York, you should just get good pizza. Exactly. So I, I see where you're coming from. I feel sorry for these folks for wasting their money, but also I love festivals and I love pizza. I don't know if these two needed to be together. So shout out to those scammer marketing folks for getting all these people's money and then just dipping. Have you gone to any of the food festivals here in the Bay? Uh, I actually did over the summer. I went to a taco one in Jack Lennon Square in Oakland. But um, that same feeling like I was just saying, I I would still be happier going somewhere to a taqueria somewhere and like in East Oakland and just getting delicious tacos rather than these overpriced. It was still a great event, but I can only imagine at a larger scale with more money I paid. I didn't pay for this. It was just to walk up and start buying food kind of a thing that I would feel pretty angry if I did that. But I think the idea of it is really great. I just have never seen it executed. It sounds well. great on paper. Exactly. So it looks like you've got this next one queued up for us to go over. Yeah, so Olive Garden um, announced that they were going to do these pasta passes. Mm -hmm. $100 for unlimited pasta for a year. And uh, for $200, there was an additional pass for an um, uh, all-inclusive trip to Italy, where I think you get to help create new dishes for Olive Garden. 22,000 people bought it and it was sold out in a second. Not, not a couple minutes. A second. That's insane. That's faster than like a Beyonce concert. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're not going to lose any money out of this. Um, it's creating buzz. I mean, we're talking about it. And maybe and I haven't gone to Olive Garden. I can't maybe, tell you how long. Maybe this will save Olive Garden. I don't know. Do they know. need saving? I don't know. Do they? I don't. I, I guess that's what the real question is: Is does Olive Garden need saving? Because I, I can't. I, I can say I haven't been in quite a while. And although this pass sounds like a great deal, I'd rather just go to like uh, an Italian place and get some real pasta. <laughs> so for this pass, you get pasta, salad, soup, and bread. I'm I'm actually okay with their salad, soup, and bread. Do we need to make a field trip and try this? Actually, can we split this pass? Can we split this pass and and, and all check check this out? Because I don't know if I want to invest too much in the Olive Garden membership. <laughs> well, we can't even get the pass because it's sold out. But oh, that's true. We read up on the pass. It is um, going to be. I think like the card is inscribed with your name, and so it's non-transferable. Um, they on the on the website it said something about like to to block like eBay scamming or something like that. <laughs> or. <laughs> Or can they like etch it out and etch your name back into it? Yeah, that's some uh, that's I some mean, very hypey stuff they got going on right now, selling out really quick with this I'm demand sure marketing. I'm sure someone can do something about it. I don't know, but I I don't I doubt that Olive Garden has a scanning system where it'll show up like, oh, hi, hi, Mr. Lee. <laughs> or could you get like a fake ID to accompany accompany <laughs> the the pasta pass? It's so it's such a real deal. You're going to go get a fake yeah, ID just for the pasta. Pass. That's a diehard Olive Garden fan. It's an OG OG. <laughs> OG OG. <laughs> God, you and your dad jokes today. Uh, I'm sorry, I mean, guys. I, I used to go to Olive Garden when it was next to my office uh, every once in a while for the soup and salad, and I, I like their I like their Alfredo sauce to dip with the garlic. Uh, with their I haven't been since I was a kid. Maybe when this when this pass comes around next year, if it doesn't sell out as fast, we'll have to look into one. But <laughs> I don't think it's worth it. I, I think I'm I don't need to go unlimited times for a year. <laughs> this looks like a fun marketing ploy. Yeah, because really unlimited. You can't eat it. I would if I real realistically had one, maybe like once or twice a month tops. But I think you get tired of it after that, and then be like, maybe I don't want to buy it again. I think their soup and salad combo is like under ten bucks anyway, so I'm good with that for one time for many yeah. years. Yeah, you, <laughs> I don't need I don't to know, spend hundred. Yeah, I don't know if you're doing that ten times a year. <laughs>
All right, so this last juicy bit, it comes from the Nabisco family. Cheez-Its' newest flavor tastes like your favorite game day food. Cheez-Its invented new flavor for football season, and it's buffalo wing. It's a Walmart exclusive. So on the box here, it shows um, like a dipping sauce. So do you think that flavor is in there also, or is it just the buffalo wings uh, flavor? It looks like the article says they come with just the buffalo flavor, and then you might have to provide your own blue Ooh, cheese kind of get up for that. I mean, I love Cheez-Its already on their own. Um, definitely not cheese nips because cheese nips are an excuse of a snack. No way, man. I don't like fake, fake cheeses. Yeah, cheese nips, we're sorry, but you're not cutting it and you're not putting out buffalo exclusives at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this this box looks insane. We might have to go scope them out after this and hit up a Wally World. <laughs> Where is Walmart? What's the closest Walmart to us? Uh, San Leandro, maybe? Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. We might have to make a field trip to Wally World and get these, <laughs> get these buffalo. Cheez-Its. They look pretty good on the box. I mean, they put pictures of actual chicken wings on there. <laughs> but it's pretty cool that, you know, they're doing this this Walmart exclusive. I feel like that's a uh, becoming more than the norm now, this flavor exclusive with certain partnerships. But these look, yeah, they look pretty tasty. I mean, although I, I don't really watch football, I would eat these Cheez-Its. My favorite um, Cheez-It is when they came out with the double size one. Oh, yeah. Or um, the white cheddar is pretty good, too. That one, I... I don't really. I, I'll eat it. I'm never gonna not accept a cheese it. Yeah. But I prefer the regular flavored cheese it's over the white cheddar. That saltiness level is just right. Um, this is sad. I'll even I'll even eat a stale cheese it just because the flavor is <laughs> still so good. I don't know. I feel like stale is just this false promise that this food's bad. But I think it's just a different kind of texture to enjoy it. It may not be as refreshing and crisp as fresh, but I'll I'll eat a stale cheese it. Uh, one of the times I visited my mom, my friend got me some edible Cheez-Its. Mm. And I was laying in the backseat of my mom's car and she was driving us to dim sum. And she saw me munching on it and she was like, oh, let me have some. And I was like, no, I can't give it my to cheez my mom. My special Cheez-Its. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to accidentally drug my mother. <laughs> but uh, I had to like pretend and hide them and not eat them anymore so she mm. didn't hear me crunching on them. <laughs> Well, it sounds like we need to go scope out a box of these buffalo ones and try them. Are you a buffalo fan? Buffalo flavor fan? BFF? Are you a BFF? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess because I'm not an OG OG. But um, I mean, it's really just hot sauce flavor, right? I'm a, I am a hot sauce enthusiast and I do enjoy buffalo wings. But um, I really want to try them in this cheese it flavor now. No, so yeah, to answer your question, yes, I love this flavor. So more reason to want it. It's so funny because like out. one of my other favorite things that have buffalo flavor is uh, bugles. Oh, and man. I've all and to be honest, bugles I've only really life. found them at Walmart. <laughs> does Walmart? So we really have to go to Walmart. Does Walmart now? have like a buffalo flavored? Y'all, when you see us before <laughs> next show, we're gonna have a lot of Walmart product buffalo flavored things in our system, and we'll be able to tell you all about them. And then we can get our nails done. And then what else can we do at Walmart? Anything is possible over there. <laughs> Anything is possible. Well, we can't buy, I don't think you can buy liquor at Walmart. You can at Target, but I don't know about Walmart. I don't know. We'll have we, to check the facts and post about that. But We don't have a Louisiana purchase card. <laughs> so far, listeners. Shout out to the ones that get that reference. If you know, you know. If not, do some research. Type do that some, in. You'll get it. You'll type, get it. Just type in Wally World and you'll get it. <laughs> And then go get some of these Cheez-Its and let us know what you think. So for this last bit, 
I guess the dessert, you could very well say, it's called Saucin' On You. It did very well on the internets last time, so I'm excited to intro this one again. And blow up the internet this week again. Hopefully. You know, get out there in the comments, y'all, and uh, we want to hear what you think. But yeah, this bit, it's called Saucin' On You, where we name three food things, and you got to pick one and never have again. All right, what what is what the is one's got to go this week? So for this week, it's chicken nuggets chicken tenders and popcorn chicken oh man I, I already know where I stand but I'm curious I right like now. each one depending on which country makes it <laughs> do nuggets come from anywhere else but the US yeah there's nuggets from the US popcorn chicken I love at those boba spots I'm dropping nuggets already sorry I'm like the it. only chicken nuggets I like are McDonald's or a trick dog trick dog makes a good nugget Ooh, trick. Yeah, those are good, but I'm dropping right. nuggets. I think I'll drop nuggets. Good. Let's be yeah. controversial. Nuggets are fucking trash. I turn down free nuggets. I don't turn down free popcorn <laughs> chicken or free tenders. I'll turn down free nuggets because I mean, it's just mushed up chicken meat fried. I'd rather have the actual meat. I'm going to get rid of nuggets too, just because I loved McNuggets from McDonald's when they used to have dark meat. And since it's now mushed pink yoga mats yeah <laughs> i'm gonna say no to nuggets as well not lululemon quality either <laughs> plus popcorn chicken is just bougie nuggets anyways yeah uh, not even really because it's not much more expensive it's just real nuggets i don't i don't i'm a little older than you but do you remember that they used to have boot shapes and it was a round shape i do remember dino nuggets and that gives me some nostalgia just from the shape and no for mcdonald's oh so it was white it was white meat and dark meat and they were shaped in different colors and my sister in her brain said it that she was only going to eat white meat and so her and I would put the nuggets in the light to see what color it was. <laughs> we really did and we like would see, like instead of seeing if the dollar the $20 bill was real or not. Yeah, so my sister and I would put the nuggets in the in the light to see what color it was and then we would trade nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> like the nugget sorting process? Shout out to my sister Jane. <laughs> <laughs> With the nugget sorting process? Yep. Oh we went, we went, when we were kids, that's what we did. Sort nuggets. But I'm like, yeah. I, let's get rid I of nuggets. I said nuggets way just, too much in the sentence for as much as I dislike them. <laughs> just because they don't have dark meat anymore. <laughs> and my sister and I don't need to share. Mm, there you go. But I do I do have the nostalgia of eating dino nuggets, but it stops there. Yeah, I never, I never was really Carl's Jr. had the star-shaped nuggets, I think. Yeah, or Hardee's for that. any East Coast listeners. I never was into it. Yeah. yeah, popcorn chicken, definitely love it from Boba Spots. Well, because what really constitutes a nugget versus a popcorn chicken? Because they are similar in appearance, but I do think there are fine differences. I think a popcorn we'll chicken, popcorn chicken, is, so, okay, so a nugget, chicken nugget, is the meat is processed. It's ground up. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think a popcorn chicken, it's still in its normal form. Stringy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. muscular, textury. Yeah. And I think the seasonings... I think for sometimes, like you said, for boba spots, when I see popcorn chicken, it sometimes means it comes with like a spicy seasoning on it. Oh, yeah. It's usually Whereas when like I, a Chinese spice, spice and white pepper. When I hear about nuggets, usually I think about them coming by themselves with with just like sauce. Yeah. Whereas popcorn chicken, I expect it, it could maybe come with sauce, maybe not, but it might come with seasoning on it. And like you're mentioning, I don't know if I always want that mushed up chicken texture. Like I want, I want that like natural. Which is why tenders, I think, is staying because... I like tenders. It's just like, you know, breast or thigh meat cut up and breaded and fried. But that, I think that's what really makes a nugget on the bottom for me that, yeah, it's great when you're drunk or when it's late and they're cheap. And I think they're... At that point, I think they're more of a vehicle for a sauce because I do love some ranch sauce or 
whatever kind of sauce it can come with or for the rick and morty listeners like the szechuan sauce <laughs> but yeah i'm dropping nuggets and it just sounds fun to say dropping nuggets <laughs> yeah this makes me miss red robin so much for- I, used, I used to love getting the clucks and fries i've never even done that there i was usually just mainly a burger person oh, over there oh man clucks and fries it's unlimited fries isn't unlimited fries always the standard yeah. at red robin yes so then, you know, I would do the garlic unlimited fries mm-hmm. and then the chicken tenders were so good and I would get... Um, so we're both keeping tenders for the sake of this debate. Yes. Tenders are here um, to stay. I liked their honey must. It was like a honey mustard with poppy seeds in it. So I would get all the sauces. I would go there so much that they know like, I'll just give her all the sauces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would do the buffalo ranch. For nuggets or these... these for the Robin- tenders. Oh, for tenders. the Red Robin's tenders. Okay. Tenders. And then my friend would get the fish and chips, and then we would trade two pieces of my chicken and the fish and chips. That sounds like quite the system. Yeah. I guess you can't do this with this Olive Garden. We don't have deal. any Red Robins nearby here. No, I think you gotta get more into suburbia for that. Yeah. But I do. I do enjoy I, Red Robin. I, I I miss suburbia food sometimes. I remember their over syrupy sweet strawberry lemonade was quite delicious, but now thinking back, it's just a lot of sugar. Yeah. But the popcorn think- chicken, like. I mean, where else have you had popcorn chicken? All, all, all I can think about is like at the boba spots. Yeah, that's what. You, yeah, I agree, boba spots. But it's so good there. Like it's it, the simplicity of it. I think is what wins me over is the fact that you got this really sweet, sugary, heavy drink that's craving for something salty, and lo and behold, there's these great not nuggets but just fried chunks of chicken meat. Well, I guess like chicken karage is like a popcorn chicken. Yeah, the Japanese I think so. Version. I yeah, agree. That'd be quite similar. Which I think can house spices, which can house great sauces. But when I think of nugget, it's just ground up and it's just... Uh, when I think of chicken nugget, it's really just McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in high school, when... Uh, quickly, I'm loving these stories already, oh, by the way. Quickly? Oh, tap, tap X, Tapioca Express. Oh, wow, you abbreviated with the Tap X, tap too. Tap X, yeah. Wow. So in high school, uh, when it opened in Torrance, that's where everyone would hang out at. And for some stupid reason, we would t- get, order the Tap Crispy Chicken and get it extra spicy just oh, to I, see who can eat you it. That's funny. I did the same thing. I'll tell, <laughs> I you, think, I'll tell you my Tap X story after I think yours. everyone used to do that. And it was so stupid because I had it not too long ago and I was like, oh, let me just get it how I used to get it. Yeah, I'm in a Tap X in years. It was so spicy. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> maybe they dressed it differently than you had back then. Or was who it placebo? Knows, maybe. And, they, and they're all like franchised out. So they may have like used different yeah, spices. Yeah, manager but does their own combination or I remember my friends and I would all get it and then get extra spicy. <laughs> so, so when I went back in the day, my menu hack is that I definitely kind of almost ate dinner there after school and my mom would always get mad at me because I got too full there and then got home after school every day and didn't have the appetite to eat dinner. But uh, my move there, my menu hack, which was, (laughs) I think, I would get fries and then get chicken, but I did it enough times where they're like, okay, he always gets this. We can uh, can just put it into one order. So I'd be like, instead of one full order of chicken and one full order of fries, I could pay one fee and they would give me half chicken, half fries. And I felt like the man. Well, that about wraps it up, but uh, you've got some fun stuff coming up. Yeah, this weekend, um, Saturday, September 30th, I'm going to have uh, my first, my own first pop-up of the year at uh, MUCA in Hayes Valley in San Francisco. This, um, this Saturday? This Saturday, okay. yes. So uh, my pop-up is called Anchoy Bep. Anchoy basically means um, eat, eat for fun or eating while having fun, and Bep means kitchen. And uh, you can follow my Instagram on that. Um, but yeah, I kind of 
not set on the menu yet. I'm still working it out. Uh, the tests have been delicious. <laughs> yeah, Jordan was here, or Jordan's here, and I'm working on the pork floss right now. Just straight floss. <laughs> it smells way too good in here, by the way. But I plan to have um, a lot of a la carte things, and uh, and then you can also get a duck beet, which is the special, which is, uh, is going to be a little bit of everything. And the fun part about this is that um, the bar manager is making three cocktails that use uh, three uh, use Vietnamese ingredients that I helped her uh, put together. And I think you might really enjoy it since you like coffee. Um, is a uh, I forgot I forgot what the name is, but it's basically like an Irish whiskey, and it's going to be switched out with uh, espresso and. Uh, condensed milk to mimic a cafe soda with, with bourbon. Man, this sounds like a better deal than the, than the Olive Garden pasta <laughs> card. But man, yeah, I went to the last one and I'm still thinking about that pate show. Yeah, pate show was definitely a crowd favorite. I will have it. Um, this what, what is it again for the for the folks? Pate show is a kind of like a, a savory puff pastry. Um, it's a meatball that I mix with... Um, some veggies, uh, noodles, and pate, and then it's tucked inside of a puff pastry and it's baked. That buttery and it's so buttery. It's, it's so, so buttery. Good. I've it's still been kind of trying to be vegetarian since I've been back, only breaking it for certain things, and this will definitely be one of them. <laughs> well, hope to see you guys there on Saturday. Thanks for tuning in. Come find us on SoundCloud and Instagram, and uh, stay hungry out there. I do suggest early arrival because I will sell out. She's going to sell out, guys. <laughs> no pressure. I mean, we sold out. Hage and I sold out of fried chicken and fung in two and a half hours. Yeah, I, I, I got the last plate. <laughs> I know. I think we tried to save it for you. Oh, well, job bless. <laughs> job bless. That was what the plate was called. Uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. We appreciate all the love and support. Come eat and drink with us. Yeah. You know how to find us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Jordan. So I guess it's going to end our show and it's time for us to go eat before last call for wings. We get wings. Yep. Later, y'all. Bye. Good. Let's be controversial. Nuggets are fucking trash.